It's uh, seven o'clock in Yerushalayim, and this is a shir on the parsha of Yitro. The shir is dedicated in memory of David Wicks Zichronoli Bracha by his loving family on his eighth yard site. You know, when you think back of people you knew or people you studied Torah with, David was a student in the yeshiva. Of course, you know, he was also a brilliant student in all things. But I think back on David, I mean, I'm always amazed at the priority that he placed upon friendship. Friends, David's friends were in David's family. And you couldn't ever relax that relationship. It's something worth remembering that it's such a thing it's possible. It's possible to be a good friend of somebody who's not your brother or your sister. That was David. Okay, we're going to talk about the parish of Yitro. Talk about the parish of Yitro. The first psukim in Yitro of the parish of Yitro are about Yitro arriving greeted by Moshe Rabbeinu. He's given uh, a lot of honor in his uh, in his appearance. And, and we don't really know who this is, who Yitro is. But the second half of the first story of Yitro, which starts in Pasuk Yud, which is uh, on, the, on the screen, you should take a look. But Yoma Yitro. So Yitro starts. He says, now he starts. Before it was Moshe Rabbeinu, he was the he was the guest. Yitro was the guest, and Moshe Rabbeinu was the the person who welcomed him. Yitro, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Yitro is trying to define within the community of Am Yisrael who he is. He is a person who says Baruch Hashem. He knows something. He says God is blessed. Baruch Hashem. It's like we say a bracha whenever we do a significant act. He said, Baruch Hashem. Asher etchem yad yad paro. He knew. He knew what the reality of history was. That the people of Israel were not simply in the middle of nowhere waiting to get somehow to Har Sinai and receive the Torah. But they are the result of the active involvement of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the flow of history. And that involvement in Pasuk Yud is, You were saved from Mitzrayim and Paro. Why, why did he say Mitzrayim and Paro? Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim was, the, was the representative of the, of the annoyance. I mean, they were annoyed by Moshe Rabbeinu, but Paro disagreed with Moshe Rabbeinu. He had a theological opposition. But we know, we, Yitro, Yitro, we know that God saved them. Mitachat Yad Mitzrayim. The same person, Yitro, who said, Baruch Hashem, he now says, Atayadati. And since Yitro was a man of wide knowledge and understood things about the world, we said, Atayadati means 
I have some kind of philosophical insight. I have a theological position. And what is it? That God is the greatest of all the gods. All the gods, I mean, I don't think it because he himself was believed in all the gods, but because all the because people believed that there were gods. But he was saying that, no, I see, I understand that even though I was not brought up that way, there is only one God. In the matter that they thought about you, they thought to do against you. Pasuk Yud Bet. Pasuk Yud Bet, you see it? Vayikach Yitro Chotein Moshe. And here Yitro Chotein Moshe, he's like close. The, the, the Torah says Yitro is now going to say something important, but he's going to say it because he's Chotein Moshe. He is the father-in-law. Or the, he's connected to Moshe, even though not, not biologically, but somehow there is a real connection. He's Chotein Moshe. Ola uzvachim lelukim. He prepared uh, uh, an Ola sacrifice and other sacrifices to give to Hashem. And and along came Aaron and the elders would participate in this sacrifice that Yidro is giving. Lechol lechem. Lechem could mean meat also. It doesn't just mean lechem. Lechol. To eat with Chotein Moshe Lechem. It was a, it was a korban. It wasn't a luncheon. It, it, they 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 really gave a korban, and it's really given the korban. Aaron came, and his sons came, and the Skenim came, because they knew that something important was about to take place, and this is all with Yitro, the Yitro that we don't know, that we don't understand. But we know that he was the father-in-law. He was Moshe's father. But who was he? Who was he really? Now look, Pasuk Yadalek. I'm sorry, Pasuk Yud Gimel. Vahimi Mocharat. Vahimi Mocharat, the next morning. Like something happened. When the Torah says Vimocharat, it means on the next day there was an awareness. There was something special that happened. Vimocharat. Vayeshev Moshe Lishvotetav. And Moshe Rabbeinu sat, because he was the judge, to judge the people. And here is Yitro. He's just watching what goes on in the camp of Israel. Moshe Rabbeinu was a man of high authority. He knew things. People came to him for decisions in complicated halachic matters. And he did it. He did it. So now we look at the Pasuk. Yudalit Vayar. Vayar, like he saw something. Who saw Chotein Moshe? Again, that kind of connection. Chotein Moshe. It called Everything that Moshe Rabbeinu was doing to the, for the people, all the judgments and all the, he was sitting all day from morning until end and answering questions. Vayomer. 
practice, what is it that you're doing? Now, these words can be interpreted in two ways. Either it means, what are you doing? Like, you know, why do you sit? Why do you judge? Why do you, why do they come to you? Right? Or it could be, could be, you could read it, uh, you could read it as, uh, uh, all the things that he saw. And then he said, What terrible thing are you doing to these people? You're doing something to them. What are you doing to them? Why do you sit alone? You're sitting there. If people are there from morning to night, you don't get a chance to eat lunch. You don't get a chance to have a coffee at a Danish in the afternoon. He says, what are you doing? He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. I mean, after all, he came to the place where he knew for sure that God had intervened in the course of history and taken the people out of Egypt. And his awareness, he, Yitro, had an awareness. He was like a, like a Baal Tshuva. He was like a modern-day Baal Tshuva. So he said, no. So Moshe Rabbeinu thinks that it's a kind of a naive question. What are you doing? So Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, again, no. People come to me. That's the secret, to find out what God wants. Find out what God wants. I mean, we could think about it that way, but we tend not to. Like when we do the halachot, we, we think more in terms of, of us doing, the, doing it right. But maybe Yitro indicated to us that you have to think of who you're doing it for. That you're doing the mitzvah because Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants you to do it, and that's more important. Okay, so that's what Moshe Rabbeinu add and to add it to, to. We'll see why that's important in a moment. He says Moshe Rabbeinu, Yevoi Leicha Am Lidrosh Ha'elokim Basuk Ted Zion Ki Elam and Davar and they have a matter by lie. So that's Moshe Rabbeinu. He gives a kind of naive, straightforward response to to Yitro's seemingly naive question. Yitro said, "What are you doing?" And Moshe Rabbeinu said, "Look, I have a job. I work here. I work here. I there are there are people uh, who." Uh, who know the law, but they want me to give them the answer to their to their questions, right? Uh, that's closeness. Again, closeness, I love it. Y- Yitro is there in order to help Moshe Rabbein, in order to do something good. Lo tov hadavar asher ata ose. He says, so Yitro said, look, you're not doing a good thing. You're doing a bad thing. Well, what's the bad thing that he's doing? What bad thing is Moshe Rabbeinu doing? Yitro goes on. He says, Navol, Tibol, Gamata, Gamama. Say, you know, you're going to 
you're going to rot away. You're, you're not going to be able to maintain. You just can't work all day and all night. Not only are you going to be out of commission, but your entire people is going to be that way. You can't do it. You can't do it. What is it he can't do? What is it Moshe Rabbeinu can't do? He says he came in like there are always new, new people, new questions, new problems, new halachic matters. So Moshe Rabbeinu can sit there every day. It's worse. Every day there are more people who have to get answers to questions. And Moshe Rabbeinu is doing it all by himself. Lo to chal Yitro says, Asahu, Asahu levadecha. Atashma bekoli. Listen to me, I'll give you this advice. And God will be with you. Yitro says, You should be for the people facing or facing Elohim, facing God. And you bring their petitions to Hashem. You you warn them that they have to follow the law. You have to teach them what the proper way is, how they should act. And you will see. Techeze is a word that's used for prophecy also. And you'll kind of choose them. You'll find them. From amongst the people, warriors, those who fear Hashem, Anshe emet men of truth, so they patsa visamta alehem sare alafim sare me otsre hamishiv sare and you'll make some kind of order. You'll fix it up somehow that there'll be different people in charge of different things. Veim eta dabara zeta se, Hidro says, if you'll do what I say, vitsivcha. God will command you and you'll be able to stand. You'll be able to, to, to maintain. And the people will also be able to, to deal with the problems they have in peace. They'll be able to do that. Right, and they will judge the people. Again, that puzzle. They will judge. They'll help you make the judge the. The people, 
in whenever you in every uh, uh, time and every matter. All the, the really important stuff they'll bring to you, Moshe Rabbeinu. But the unimportant stuff, though, they'll do themselves. The kind of minor things, they will be the, able to judge it on their own. And they will lighten your load. And they will bear it with you. If you do this, you know, as I as I describe all these things I told you, you should do. I missed up a pasuk. Pasuk of Dalit now. And Moshe Rabbeinu was listening and heard and understood and accepted. Kol chotno vayas, kol asher amar. So we have a story. We have a story. The, the, the Yitro comes from the middle of nowhere, from Midian, uh, where the Chazal tell us he was the leading theologian of his day. He was interested in religion. He knew all about the idolatries of the time, and he somehow becomes. The uh, the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu, and he shows up. He says, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's God. God is in charge of the world. God made it possible. So in other words, Yitro, as we have, I think, pointed out in the past, Yitro makes up for Paro. Paro could not understand what was going on. Moshe Rabbeinu said to him, you better let them go, or else God will punish you more severely. Arrow, he didn't get it. He said, one God, there are many gods. We'll find a way to appeal to our gods, and, and, and we'll do you in. So Paro is like sort of the kaparafa. Paro is Yitro. Yitro said, I was in all the churches in the world. I talked to all of the priests who are knowledgeable. And just now, and I saw Yitzhak Mitzrayim, I understood what I hadn't understood in the past. That's Yitro. Yitro comes. And then this kind of brilliant person who understands everything about everything, Yitro, who understands about God, about history, about timing, who understands all, all of those things, he comes to visit his son-in-law, who was the great priest of all priests. And he gets up in the morning, like the new world of Yitro begins, and he sees something terrible. He Yitro, he sees something terrible. What is that? That Moshe Rabbeinu is, is working all day long on answering questions. And Yitro thinks that this is misplaced energy. And the wrong kind of job description for Moshe Rabbeinu. And so he says, you better stop. You better stop. Now, what's missing in the story is Moshe Rabbeinu's response. What did Moshe Rabbeinu say to Yitro? What did Moshe Rabbeinu say to Yitro? After all, after all, he must have said something. 
I mean, it doesn't really make sense to imagine that Moshe Rabbeinu, after being told, you're going to waste away, you're going to become like like a rotten, rotten fruit. So that's that's something that's not worth a response. Something to something to say. So uh, the response is in between the lines of the Chumash. It's not so hard to find them, find the response. I would say that the response came approximately as follows. So Yitro says to Moshe Rabbeinu, you, you're wasting away, you're wasting your time, you're not going to be successful, it's too much work for you, appoint others, appoint other, others. What did Yitro say? What did Yitro say to Moshe Rabbeinu? Yitro said to Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, my people, the people of Israel, they've just gone through Yitziat Mitzrayim. They also know what you know. You know that there is one God who determines history, what's going to be, how things are going to be. And those people, those people want to hear God's will from me perfectly. They don't want to be able to, they don't want to hear it approximately. They don't want to hear it, uh, you know, they want to hear it precisely. And they want to hear it correctly. And they would like to hear it from HaKadosh Baruch And Moshe Rabbeinu said to Yitro, I'm the only one who could do that. Yeah, of course you're right that I'm working very hard. And you're right that I might not be able to actually fulfill my my uh, my own demands. You're right about all of that. But the people want me. They want me to answer their questions. They want me. So Yitro says, I don't believe that Kodesh Baruch Hu created Yitziat Mitzrayim in order that the people of Israel should disappear. And they will disappear, he said to Moshe Rabbeinu, because at the end, you, Moshe Rabbeinu, are not going to be able to do it. You'll die. You'll pass out, the pass away. And then the people will come and say, why should I listen to him? Why should I listen to Yoshua? Why should I listen to the Shoftim? Why should I listen to the to the, to the Nevi'im and the Malachim? Why should I listen? We started out with Moshe Rabbeinu, now we don't have Moshe Rabbeinu. And that would be the end of Am Yisrael. That would be the end of Am Yisrael. So Moshe Rabbeinu, that's Moshe Rabbeinu. So Yitro says, look, it can't be. It can't be that Am Yisrael is dependent on the response of Moshe Rabbeinu. Because as we know, Moshe Rabbeinu will disappear and he won't be able to answer any questions at all. This doesn't make sense, Yitro said. It doesn't make sense that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is creating a world uh, which has no future, which is going to disappear. So, so Yitro said, you have to understand that it's not a question of getting the most perfect answer to whatever question you might ask. But it's a question of having an authority that you respect 
and can look up to and receive information from. And so Yitro, and so Yitro, uh, Yitro said to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not only, your, your job is not only to give the right answer, but your job is also to make sure that when you are no longer around, when you're no longer leading Am Yisrael and, uh, and creating the, the responses that you're going to respond to, that the Am Yisrael will still be there, that they'll still be coming to somebody to ask them questions. And they'll be able to say this tremendous idea that even though Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't exist, I can still get the right answer. I can still find in every generation, in every generation, that's what the Gemara says, there's a Moshe Rabbeinu. Every generation is a Moshe Rabbeinu, meaning that the truth is difficult, but it doesn't delude us. We can answer questions throughout history. Anybody who studied the development of Ilkhot Shabbat as an example knows that in every generation there are questions and new questions and even things that seem to us to be simple and obvious, like what is Bishul? What does it mean to cook something? Not so simple, not so obvious, but we know that we're getting the right answers because that's how the, uh, that's how Am Yisrael was created. Am Yisrael was created to accept the Torah. And accepting the Torah means in generations, not just now at Har Sinai, but all the generation, whoever becomes the Moshe Rabbeinu of that generation is going to, is going to be the one who's responsible. And so when Moshe Rabbeinu heard that, that he was not only the teacher of Torah, but he was the teacher of Torah for the following generations, he immediately took Yitro to heart and uh, and accepted him. And, you know, once I once said, I once said, you know, that it's very interesting that the parsha of Matan Torah is called Yitro. I mean, doesn't Moshe Rabbeinu deserve a parsha? A parsha we called Moshe. And the the parsha of Yitro starts by Yishma Yitro. Yitro, so Yitro is like the second word in the first pasuk, and that's how we get the name. But once we get the name, I mean, you, you, you have it. How could you? I mean, what can we do? I mean, why Yitro? So we see that it's true that Moshe Rabbeinu gave us the Torah, and of course we're forever indebted. To Moshe Rabbeinu for bringing the Torah into the world. But in a manner of speaking, Yitro made sure that Am Yisrael would continue to exist even after Moshe Rabbeinu passed on and left this world. And so to pull the Parsha Matan Torah, Yitro, well, it's not obvious, but you could say that the hidden meaning it's also there. Tov, all the best to you. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Thank Aba. you. Thank you.